0: Herb Garrity is a pro-life activist who was just indicted by the DOJ for a non-violent protest at an abortion clinic in Pennsylvania. Herb is not your typical pro-lifer. He is an atheist, a progressive, a board member at the Pro-Life Alliance of Gays and Lesbians, and an advocate of social justice. We are as far apart as it gets on a variety of issues, and we will discuss some of that today, but... Importantly, we agree on this issue, the right to life for human beings in the womb. And so Herb and I are discussing all of this and more today. Before we get into that conversation, I will give some context for his indictment that demonstrates that this is not an isolated incident, but rather is a really disturbing, frightening pattern of the Biden administration. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash That's GoodRanchers.com slash Thanks. <laughs> So let me give you a little bit of context here. This is from Herb's Give, Send, Go page. On October 14th, 2022, Pittsburgh pro life leader Herb Garrity was indicted and charged with violating the FACE Act in connection with a nonviolent pro life direct action that occurred in 2020 in Washington, D.C. This comes as part of an aggressive campaign from the Biden administration's Department of Justice under Merrick Garland to target peaceful pro life activists. So far, and this is true, what he says on his Gifts and Go page, at least twenty two anti abortion activists have been charged with the FACE Act this year. This is an even more this is even more shocking because there have been no arrests or charges brought against any of the individuals who firebombed, vandalized, and otherwise attacked pro life churches and pregnancy centers this summer. If convicted Herb and other defendants Each face up to 11 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a fine of up to $260,000. There were 11 pro-life activists who were indicted by biden's doj for protesting outside an abortion clinic in tennessee this story is from life news from october 5th 2022 several protesters participated in a march 2021 event at the mount juliet tennessee abortion facility where they prayed and sang in a hallway of a building that houses both the abortion company and other medical businesses they did not prevent people from getting into the businesses into any of the businesses in the building on october 5th 2022 the FBI raided a man named Chet Gallagher's home while he was out of state and demanded his whereabouts from his family. Live action reported that the event was peaceful uh, with participants lining the inside of a hallway of a shared general medical office building, um, praying, singing songs, hoping, trying to convince women to not abort their children. The other individuals in the story were called by the FBI and told to turn themselves in. Uh, The FBI is not actually performing these investigations. Instead, the DOJ is performing their own investigations. uh, And each activist in this case faces up to 10 years in prison. The FACE Act is a very um, obscure law. That is not very often enforced, and here we are actually seeing that it is being wrongly enforced because in many cases, these people are not actually, um, they're not actually violating the law, which says that it is a crime to try to prevent someone from accessing what they would call a reproductive health clinic. Um, These people are very often just peaceful protesters. Maybe they're sitting in front of a door. But by the way, even if that is what they are doing, they are nonviolently trying to inhibit the slaughter of unborn children. And so that shouldn't be illegal. You'll also remember the story that we reported at the end of September about Mark Hawk, who was arrested uh, by the FBI. The FBI raided his home while his small children were in the home, guns drawn on charges that he assaulted an abortion clinic volunteer. You can go back and listen to that episode uh, he was defending his child against a pro-abortion harasser who was saying vile, even sexual things to his 12-year-old son. It was getting in his face. So Mr. Hawk, this pro-life activist, pushed this man back away from his son as any rational parent would. And now he is facing federal charges by the Biden, DOJ, a nonviolent violent pro-life activist. According to Fox News, over 100 pro-life organizations, churches, uh, have been attacked since the Dobbs' leak. At least 17 of the attacks have been claimed by the left-wing pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge. No members of this group have been arrested. At least 38 churches across the country have been firebombed, smashed, ransacked, or vandalized with pro-abortion graffiti and threatening messages. At least 58 other pro-life clinics and organizations suffered from the same fate. At least 23 other incidents involved pro-life individuals being physically attacked or pro-abortion protesters being arrested. You'll remember there was an 84 four-year-old volunteer volunteering for Right to Life in Michigan. She was canvassing in a neighborhood against the pro-abortion Prop 3 in Michigan that is up for vote in this November 8th election. She survived, but she was shot in the back by one of the people that she was trying to talk to about Proposal 3. Um, There is a trend of violence against pro-lifers, not just among the citizenry that goes totally unpunished, but also by the government. And so you see how they have pro-lifers sandwiched, how you can, with impunity, attack pro-lifers, pro-life pregnancy centers that are doing the very work that the pro-choice side, the pro-abortion side says needs to be done or uh, that the pro-life side does not do, offering resources and offering tools and protection and help to families who are in crisis, who are facing unplanned pregnancies. I mean, these people at pro-life centers are doing thankless, sacrificial, incredible work on a daily basis for vulnerable people. And what does the pro-abortion side do? They take your money, kill your baby, while firebombing the centers That are actually trying to give women a choice. And so that's what's happening on one end. And then on the other end, you have the government that is punishing nonviolent pro-lifers trying to save babies from slaughter and women from violence. So you can inflict violence against pro-lifers with impunity. And then you get punished by the government if you are a peaceful pro-life protester, or activist. They are trying to make the cost of being against abortion as high as possible so fewer and fewer people will want to pay it. Well, that's too bad because Christians have already counted the cost. And we have, for all of church history, been a refuge for the vulnerable. We have been willing to put our lives on the line for the sake of the vulnerable, for the sake. Of the victim. And that is what pro life activism is. And our guest today is not a Christian, and yet he is putting his body, his freedom, his life on the line for the sake of the pre born. And that should be really convicting to a lot of Christians especially the Christians who still think that it is possible to, in good conscience, vote for the party that is advocating for not just violence against the unborn, but also violence against pro-lifers and is enabling the violence against pro-lifers? I mean, it should be really convicting that we are about to talk to a progressive atheist who is doing more for the unborn than many professing Christians who simply just sit around all day and complain that not enough is being done. So I hope that this conversation that we're about to have, that it's convicting for you, that it's encouraging for you. We're going to have a little bit of a gospel conversation. You're going to hear a little bit of our uh, disagreement. And yet you will also hear my deep and profound appreciation for this person's Bravery for his boldness and how I believe the Lord is working in and through him to protect the lives of unborn children. Remember, people, we're a week out from elections. Elections have consequences. People voting for the president who they thought would be a nice reprieve from mean tweets, who they thought would bring us together, who they thought would be the unifier, was more empathetic, was moderate. Uh, Was compassionate, was maybe softer. He is the one sicking the DOJ on pro lifers who are trying to protect children from slaughter, even while doing nothing for the people that are actually inflicting the violence on unborn children and those trying to protect them. That's what the vote for Biden got. Just something to consider as you head to the polls next Tuesday. All right, before we get into this conversation, let me tell you about our first sponsor for the day. It's a great sponsor a sponsor that understands the spiritual battle that is being waged right now for hearts and for minds and for eyes and ears and souls. And that battle manifests itself in a very dark way Through pornography. And Covenant Eyes is a software that can be downloaded onto all of your devices to protect you and to protect your children from seeing pornography. The age that children are exposed to pornography is getting lower and lower, and children have access to devices. It's not always because their parent just lets them play on their iPad all day. Sometimes they have to access the computer for homework and things like that. It can be really hard to make sure that your child's eyes are protected. Covenant Eyes makes that a lot easier. It's protection for your kids. It's also accountability for you. They have accountability features so that you, within your marriage or maybe within your life group, can set up ways to hold yourself and to hold each other accountable. So take action today. Get Covenant Eyes software. Block porn on your children's devices. Model online integrity for your kids by using accountability on your devices as well get Covenant Eyes accountability software for free for 30 days by visiting coveyes.com slash ally. That's C-O-V-Eyes.com slash Don't wait any longer. That's coveyes.com slash Heard, thank you so much for joining us. Before we get started talking about everything that's going on, can you just briefly tell us who you are and what you do?
1: Sure, my name is Herb Garrity. I um, am a pro-life activist. I believe in the right to life for every single human being regardless of their age, level of development, or anything else, um, including circumstances post um, post conception and then birth. Um, I currently run an organization called Rehumanize International, I'm the executive director, and we embrace and advocate for a consistent life ethic, which means um, opposing violence against human beings, like I said, in all stages of their life and in all circumstances. And so we work to um, abolish abortion, embryonic stem cell research, euthanasia, as well as capital punishment and police brutality and war and torture, and all forms of violence against human beings.
0: I would love to hear more about what the work is that you're doing specifically, and then also how you came to This place of wanting to organize an institution that is centered on rehumanizing people and kind of how you came to the conclusion about life inside the womb. There's a lot of people who agree with you about police brutality and agree about capital punishment, but would exclude unborn children kind of from the list of people who need our compassion. So I'm definitely interested in hearing more about that. But to start off, I do want to hear about the circumstance that you are currently finding yourself in. I saw that you tweeted a thread on October 17th um, that said, this past weekend I learned I was indicted on charges related to nonviolent pro-life advocacy. Thanks to everyone who reached out, I am doing all right. And then you kind of posted a thread that explained a little bit about what is going on and kind of gave everyone perspective on this. So could you tell us a little bit more about what happened you were indicted on these charges related to the FACE Act, like many other pro-life activists have, have been recently. Um, tell us what that was and what that was like.
1: Yeah. Well, so interestingly, um, I found out about the indictment, not through my attorney or from the government. I found out from the DOJ's Twitter account, literally like at civil rights, what? Um, had
0: wow. tweeted
1: at- Pennsylvania man indicted under the FACE Act. And so I clicked on it and I was like, oh, that is me. That is I guess. you. Um, wow. But that said, I sort of didn't um, I didn't necessarily expect it. But I have understood that in this current climate, um, we've seen the Biden administration using the Department of Justice to go after nonviolent pro-life activists. Um, they had already indicted several of my friends. Um, on similar charges related to this event, and um, they they had a superseding indictment where they wanted to add me, and so now I am facing up to 11 years in prison um, for nonviolent defense of unborn lives.
0: Tell us what that nonviolent act was, if you can, because the other side, if I'm to play devil's advocate, would say, well. This is the law. There is the FACE Act that says that you cannot inhibit someone's access to what they would call a reproductive healthcare center. And if you are using your body or using force to block people from that access, then you violated the law and you deserve what's coming to you. Are you able to say what the event was that you are being indicted for? Were you forceful or violent in any way?
1: So I can't make any comments um, about uh, direct details, but I can affirm what I've affirmed throughout my entire career, which is that I am committed wholly to nonviolence. Um, I, I and I believe that in that being nonviolent doesn't just mean abstaining from violence. I think having a real commitment to nonviolence also includes trying to trying to prevent violence from happening. Um, and we know that abortion kills a human being. Um, and I think that I can't I can't comment uh, exactly about what happened on the day, you can read the indictment for yourself. Um, however, I think that as pro-life people, if we're going to say that we believe that abortion is murder, which it is, then we need to act like it. Um, and I think that what I'm accused of is putting my body in between a killer, and their victim. Mm.
0: And you're facing up to 11 years in prison. What has the process been since you found out through Twitter that you were being indicted, finding out, I guess, what the punishment is that you're facing? I mean, what has that been like?
1: So I thus far have been just scrambling to find a lawyer and to get my legal uh, situation settled. Um, thankfully, I wasn't actually arrested. They were able to allow me to come in to um, self-surrender. And so I I didn't have the experience like some people um, I know who's had their door busted down right. by vengeance. um okay. So I'm very grateful okay. for that. Um, but thus far, it's been trying to figure out what my next steps are. I've been very grateful from the support of the pro-life community uh, who have not, you know, abandoned us. Because it's not just me. It's it's now over 20 um, pro-life activists who have been indicted under the FACE Act or on similar charges Um Because it's not it's something that's so interesting is that it's not just the FACE Act um, that I'm charged with that. um, But we're all also charged with conspiracy to deny rights, um, which to me is just so ironic um, because we we know that abortion is not a right. Um, There is no right to kill an unborn child. There never was. And now post the Dobbs decision in a post Roe v Wade world, we know that legally that's true as well, that there. Is certainly not a right to an abortion. Um, So, the idea that myself or uh, any of the co-defendants were violating someone else's civil rights is just completely ridiculous.
0: Mm -hmm. And what are your feelings? What have your emotions been like? I mean, facing the potential of eleven years in prison—that's that's that's a really big deal. I've I've got to imagine that there have been at least some moments of fear as you consider that prospect.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I am. I'm terrified. Um, I think that I I've been really um, I've been heartened by the response of the pro-life community. I have been not surprised by the response of the pro-abortion community, particularly um, people on Twitter. My DMS are like flooded Just with celebrating. Um, yeah celebrating um I was particularly really excited about the um the fact that I may get sexually assaulted in prison. That's like mm-hmm. the main uh, theme of my direct messages. Um, and so obviously, like it it's horrible and concerning um and I think that this is an injustice um against pro-life activists, but more importantly, When I actually think about it, I'm reminded that whatever the government does to me, they throw me away, lock me in a cell for 11 years. Um, I'm hoping it's not that long if if I am convicted, but... um, Whatever they do to me, it's nothing compared to what they allow abortionists to do to unborn children. Um, every day in this country, babies are being killed. Like Pro-life people know that, right? We we know the apologetics. We know that abortion kills human babies through either poisoning, starvation, or live dismemberment. And many of us, we just sit back. I Myself, I live a couple blocks away from an abortion clinic. I know that that is a business where they're taking women who are just in desperate circumstances and convincing them that they need to pay them hundreds or thousands of dollars to kill their unborn babies through very violent, gruesome means. And as pro-life people, like I just walk by that clinic sometimes and I it makes me sad and I do activism and I try to stop it. Um, but I think that it's, it's hard to get people to take us seriously that we really believe the truth that abortion is murder if we're not willing to put our freedom on the line to defend those victims.
0: Yep. And there is obviously, as you are seeing now, a very high cost to putting that freedom on the line. Um, What does it look like if you're able to say uh, from here for it. I mean, what does the trial look like? What does it look like before conviction? I know that you said that you're lawyering up and you're figuring out your legal options. Do you know what the timeline is?
1: Yeah, we have a proposed um, trial for August of 2023. Um, and so that's kind of my next that I that's all I know. Um, okay. Until then, I um, I've been released on recognizance. I don't need to you know serve this time in jail as long as I meet my pretrial conditions, um, which include like I had to give them my passport. I'm not allowed to leave the country, um, wow. as well as I'm not allowed to communicate with any of the co-defendants, um, which has been difficult because some of these co-defendants, I mean, they're they're my best friends. They're people who I've done um, pro-life and anti-death penalty and anti-war organizing with, for. Five, ten years, some of them, and so I'm just completely cut off from from them. So that's been quite difficult. Um, but we're we're working. the The work still continues, right? Um, just because I can't text my friend Lauren doesn't mean that I don't know that both of us are outside of the respective abortion clinics in our cities, serving um, serving the the women going in there. Um, and so, I think it's scary. I think that um, pro life people should be pretty seriously concerned about the way that the Biden administration is using the Department of Justice um, and really attacking and trying to silence and isolate pro-life activists who are effective at saving lives. Um, But I think what pro-life people should be more concerned about than my legal struggles is the fact that still post-ops, Thousands of babies are being killed in this country every day. Um, And we just need to take that seriously as a culture.
0: Quick pause to tell you about our next sponsor for the day, and that is Birch Gold. So inflation continues to plague our economy. You don't need me to tell you that because, you know, you're seeing it in your grocery bill. I mean, gas prices are still insane. A lot of this has to do with the policies that are being put in place by the people in charge and certainly the spending billions and billions of dollars on Ukraine is not helping. So you need to make sure that your savings are protected. Text Allie to 989-898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. When you do it this month by Black Friday, you get a free gold bar with every purchase that you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, IRAs, birch Gold. Gold can help you. So text Ally to nine eight nine eight nine eight to claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold. Text Ally to nine eight nine eight nine eight. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the fact that as you're describing your pre-trial conditions, I mean, we're supposed to be innocent until we're proven guilty, but it kind of sounds like we're just kind of curtailing due process and assuming some guilt. I mean, you're not allowed to leave the country. You're not allowed to talk to your friends. That means some of your freedoms have been taken away. But as you mentioned, I mean, if you want to look at a group of people who's due process rights, whose primary right to life was violated on a daily basis, who is basically given the death penalty for committing the crime of being conceived, that is unborn children. So it seems like that is the perspective that you keep at the forefront, that even though the prospect of 11 years in prison and everything involved in that, and even if you don't go to prison, you've already lost some freedoms, it seems like you are keeping in perspective that the loss of rights and the loss of life that is experienced by unborn children every day is worse. It's it's graver than what you're going through. And it is worth it is worth the sacrifices that you're making if it means that you are saving the lives of unborn children.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because think about it. The worst case scenario here is that I am sentenced to 11 years in prison. If one person gets to live 70, 80 years of Mm. their life because of that sacrifice, then it sucks. I'm not looking forward to it, but I think I I have to think it's worth it.
0: And you said that the response from the pro-life community has been great. There are a lot of people listening to this who are pro-life who are just now hearing your story for the first time and they want to know how they can support you. So what can they do to support you during this process?
1: Yeah. um, Well, so first, I would say if you are pro-life, I encourage you first before you start uh, being concerned about myself and the other defendants is to get out there and serve the actual women um, and pregnant people in your community that might be considering abortion, even if you live somewhere that um, has already banned many abortions. There's yeah. st- It's still happening in our communities. Um, and, and so sorry we need to, to be out there. Sorry to interrupt. People.
0: Yeah. What does what that um, look like? We talk a lot about pregnancy centers here and you said that you're out there on a daily basis advocating in front of these pregnancy centers. So what would that look like?
1: Yeah. So I think that um, the, the first step that any pro-life person can do if you live within, I don't know, 50 miles of an abortion clinic um, or somewhere that is uh, not providing abortions but referring for abortions, like many um, Planned Parenthoods in states that have um, banned some abortions have transferred into. Um, Standing outside those clinics, Sidewalk Advocates for Life of America has a great program. Um, Much of their materials are available online that you can um, print out. And just being outside of that clinic um, peacefully, nonviolently, um and offering resources. Most if you have an abortion clinic around you, you absolutely have a pro-life pregnancy center around you um, as well. And so you can let people going in there know about other nonviolent healthcare services that are available to them, typically free or low cost. Um, I know so, so many people who have gotten abortions who have told me if there was just one person outside on the sidewalk that day that had the message that you can do it, you can you can choose life, there will be support for you, they wouldn't have felt like abortion was their only option because for so many pregnant people, especially young people, students, everyone in their life is telling them that abortion is their only option. Um, and of course, the abortion doctor is selling, their, selling them this lie um, because they get to profit off of it. And so, of course, anyone inside that clinic is not going to have their best interests in mind and certainly not the best interests of their child. And so being there as an advocate, my um, website has some resources that you can find. It's Rehumanizeintl.org/sidewalk-advocacy. Um, but you can just find it on the on the website. Um, that has printouts. That has little flyers that just explain, you know, if you're pregnant, you deserve to know these things. And it discusses um, both what abortion does, as well as um, provides resources, both national and local, for um, for people who are are in that situation, and so I think that's the first thing that pro-lifers can do. I think there's a lot of um, different types of activism that you that you can do as pro-life. Or you can volunteer at a pregnancy center, or you can attend the March for Life, or you can um, work for legislative change. Um, but in my opinion, being outside of the actual abortion clinics um, is crucial because it's not just it's not just voting for someone who might grant an unborn child rights one day down the line. It's actually meeting that person, that pregnant person, and their child on that day that they might be scheduled to be killed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that pro-life people need to take seriously what is happening in this country. Um, And I think that we need to step up and be there to to be that village so that no one feels, again, like abortion is their only option. Because so many of the people who I know who have gotten abortions, whether they're pro-choice or pro-life, say that's how they felt that they just there was no choice abortion was the only choice for them Um, and we know that doesn't have to be the case that we can be there to provide real holistic choices for women that do not include violence against an unborn child
0: yes well I'm very thankful for how you're able to articulate the value of life inside the womb and why that should immediately equal human rights. All human beings are entitled to human rights. And if babies inside the womb are humans, then of course, they are also entitled to the same rights that you and I are. Um, I'm so curious from a non-Christian, non-religious perspective, how you have landed at this. People can probably hear from your language. You have said pregnant person, which is not something that we would say, um, that you and I differ on a lot of things politically, culturally, socially, and yet we agree on this very important thing. And I come at it from a different angle. I have a different way that I landed here. So I'm interested to hear you kind of describe what it was like to either become pro-life or if you've always been pro-life, how you have worked through that and landed in such a confident place.
1: Yeah, I think that, um, well, first I'll say that I do say pregnant people um, Partially because I I I really do believe that women are people, (laughs) Um, and so they they are included in that group as well as people who um, have the capacity to get pregnant who um, do not identify as women. They may identify as trans men or non-binary or whatever they want. Um, I think it's important to to use inclusive language when we're talking about pregnancy in the pro-life context because I have known people who are pregnant and do not identify as women um and if they feel as though i'm about to get in some sort of ontological debate with them about the nature of gender they are much less interested in hearing me out as i'm pleading for the life of their unborn child um and so yeah i'll i'll call you they them um if that if that means that uh you're you're going to hear us out uh, and willing to to take these resources we have to offer you well Um, we could
0: spend spend the next hour
1: oh yeah debating
0: and and discussing that Um, people probably know who are listening to this exactly what I think about that but um, I do want to focus on you know if we can what we absolutely agree on and that is the value of life inside the womb so tell me kind of how you're an atheist correct Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that, because in in, from my perspective, science can tell us when life begins, but it doesn't tell us when life is valuable. So what has that looked like for you ethically and philosophically?
1: Yeah. So I think that um, I don't consider myself a very philosophical person to to begin with. I think that, you know, when I was a kid, I like all of us learned about historic um, evils like the Holocaust and slavery and, you know, all types of evils against human beings. And at that point I was not really religious. I've never, um, I've never really um, bought into any one religion. And so, but when I learned about the Holocaust, I was horrified by it. Right. Um, And I think that even, I, I think that people who learn about it and who are not religious are equally horrified. And I think even religious people are not necessarily thinking um, that, you know, some historic injustice was bad because, you know, human beings are made in the image and likeness of God. It it can just be bad um, because we believe in some sort of um, idea of human rights and equality. Um, And so for me, abortion is not it's not a religious issue because I'm not religious. However. I think that the killing of all human beings, the violence against human beings, is something that people can oppose regardless of their um, religious or political um, ideology. I think that that should be something that is is common sense that we that we don't hurt people for the same reasons that we are. Horrified to learn about historic injustice Um, when we learn about modern injustice, whether it's in the form of imperialist war making or the death penalty or abortion We should be spurred to speak out on it and to act for the victims of injustice And so I just I I really I I don't know. I I I do not think that the abortion issue should be an exclusively religious issue Um, and I think it's really interesting because People ask me all the time, like, if you're an atheist, then why are you anti-abortion? Um, but they never ask me that for any of the other things that I also care mm-hmm. about. No one ever says, you know, if you're an atheist, you don't, you know, then why would you oppose the death penalty? Um, they can just understand that people who are not religious can still believe in human rights and justice. Um, and I think that that is what I I wish that pro-life people would sometimes be better at communicating um, because i think a lot of people in my generation hear pro-life and they think that that implies um you know an opposition to uh you know premarital sex or same-sex marriage or like we just mentioned um gender ideology issues and i think that for me it doesn't at all for for me being pro-life is because I'm, I support nonviolence and because I support social justice, um, and so I think that there's this there's a communication issue because all of the conservative pro-lifers I know believe the same things as I do about abortion that it, it's violence and that it is an injustice. Um, but I think that we have a, a communication issue sometimes where people don't understand that the reason that most pro-life people are against abortion is because it kills a baby. Like people just do not get that sometimes. Um, and so that's what I've been trying to that I've been trying to communicate with them.
0: All right. Good Ranchers has an amazing deal going on just for the month of November. You absolutely need to take advantage of this. You get two Black Angus New York strip steaks for free with your Good Ranchers order this is their best deal of the year they always save it for Black Friday so in the month of November that's what you get with your order of course you guys know how much I love good ranchers we eat good ranchers almost every night we it shows up to our front porch we put it in the freezer we've got better than organic chicken we've got craft beef we've got seafood I made um, a seafood pasta the other day with their shrimp and scallops it was really really good I love good ranchers love that it all comes from American farms and ranches, unlike most of the meat that you see in the grocery store. And I love that it's a company owned by good people that are fighting for the values that you and I have. It's just a win all around. And then, of course, in the month of November, you get those two Black Angus New York strip steaks for free. So go to goodranchers.com slash Allie for that deal. Use discount code Alley, that's goodranchers.com slash alley. American meat delivered right to your front door. And of course, I wish there were more atheists and even progressives, even if I disagreed on every other issue. You and I disagree on a lot of issues I'm hearing as as you are explaining it. And yeah, I am so glad that we are united on an issue that is literally a matter of life and death for innocent, defenseless people. And if I can just, in case there are people who are listening to this or watching this who don't know my perspective as a Christian, um, what I what I would say, how I land on it is, yes, science tells us when life begins. Science tells us what a human being is. Um, and science can tell us a lot of things about how the world works and what the the nature is of all things, including humans. But science doesn't tell us why the life inside the womb matters more than a mother's decision, matters more than what a doctor wants, matters more than what the law says. Really, the only way that I can get to this idea that human beings aren't just clumps of cells, that we're not just accidental, you know, clumps of matter that just happened to develop throughout time from, you know, a bang in the cosmos. The only way that I can get to this idea that human beings are innately valuable and therefore are entitled to inherent rights that the government does not have the right to give or take away is if there is A creator and an authority whose power and whose say-so is transcendent, is bigger than a government, is bigger than human beings, who gave us those rights, and therefore the state or a government cannot take them away because they were given to us by a creator and by an authority that is higher than them. And then there's also the issue of just right and wrong. I think a lot of people say, well, of course it's wrong. To commit violence against a person, of course it's wrong. To commit evil against someone, of course... All of these atrocities throughout history are wrong. But I don't think that's, of course. I think that there are a lot of people throughout history who would disagree with that. I think Pol Pot would have disagreed with that. I think Hitler would have disagreed with that. I think a lot of people disagree on when violence is okay. Um, I think the only way that we can get to an objective right and wrong, that, hey, abortion is wrong because it kills an innocent person and innocent people, all people have value, is, from my opinion, going back to a creator of truth, a creator of, of morality, a giver of rights, a giver of value. If there is no source of those things, it's hard for me to understand how we can say that they even objectively universally exist. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, tr- trust me, I have heard that argument um, or that, that rationale for why we should be anti abortion a million times from pro-life christians and i i i'm just not very evangelical about my atheism i don't really care if other people uh, believe in god or don't um i think that i welcome uh you know people who have diverse opinions um about the nature of the universe and the nature of rights or objectivity in general um and so i, I I'm happy to work with Christians who come from that point of view as well as, you know, I know um several Jewish and Muslim people who are also um anti-abortion and can cite their faith um for for some of their beliefs. Um but I think for me I when whenever, whenever I hear that it just seems it seems very circular. Um I think that that it's reasonable Is it any less it's, it's circular good, than saying argument. violence
0: is bad because it is? Because oh, certainly. that's basically and I'm, your not, and I'm not saying. <laughs>
1: yeah no, sure. But I'm just saying mine doesn't lie on thing, um, that to me has has remained unproven um the existence of a God. Like I think when I hear this argument for objectivity needing a creator, I'm interested. If you can show me that creator, then that that sounds like a good argument. Um but I've looked and I've looked, and i I am still wholly unconvinced um by. Mm what Christianity has to offer, mm-hmm. um, as well as Islam and, and Judaism that I have not, not looked into that much, but yeah, you know, I've, I've skimmed the Bible and it, it, it seems like there's a lot of great messages in it, but I'm just not convinced of its literal reality, um, or the existence yeah. of a deity that I can't say, I can't see, but again, I'm not, evangelical about this. I, I welcome yeah, people I don't who believe in God. Get the feeling yeah.
0: that you are. I'm not I don't think that you're trying to convince me of your atheism. I just wanted to make sure that people understand, you know, where I'm coming from as well. Um I do think a lot of people say, well, you don't have to be religious to be pro life and obviously that's true. You're not religious and you're pro life. Um, to me, it does go back to human beings being made in the image of God. And I do just want to say, like, one more, just just one more thing, because I'm just so thankful for you. I'm thankful for your boldness. I am thankful for your clarity. I am thankful for the perspective that you have that— you might not be a Christian, yet you understand something that Jesus told Christians to do, and that is count the cost. Count the cost, he says, before you follow me, because it's going to cost you a lot. It might cost you your friends. It might might cost you your freedom. It might cost you your family. And yet Jesus says that it is worth it. And while what you're doing now isn't following Jesus, you have counted the cost of your sacrifice and of your activism, and you have determined that even at great loss to you that it is worth it worth it so you might not be a follower of christ and yet um there is whether you know it or not a um christian nature i believe to what you are doing from my perspective and i think that that is amazing and i am going to be praying for you and supporting you from afar All right. With the craziness that is our supply chain, we're still dealing with shortages and not knowing when we're going to be able to get the kind of food that we like in a lot of cases at the grocery store. You just want to make sure that your family is protected and provided for Should things really hit the fan and you really can't get the food essentials that you need, that's why my family relies on My Patriot Supply. If you go to MyPatriotsupply.com right now, you can save $250 on a three month emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotsupply.com, get a kit for every member of your family. Of course, the hope is that you'll never have to use this, but it's always better to be safe and sorry. This is not something that you want to mess around with. And if you're like me and you don't don't have time to be like a full-on prepper. Wish that I did. I don't. You might as well just have my Patriot Supply prepare for you, and then stick it in your closet. It's good to go until you need it. Go to mypatriotsupply.com right now to get that two hundred fifty dollars off each kit that you need. That's mypatriotsupply.com. But one other thing that I want to say. Because I am a Christian. You're not evangelical about your atheism. I am evangelical about uh, my Christianity. And my determination is not to change your mind, but there are tens of thousands of people watching. So um, you said that you don't know what Christianity has to offer. And I'm sure you've heard this, as you said, a thousand times before, because you work with a lot of Christians. Um, I find it much more irrational to look at the world and to look at human beings and to look at gestation and to say, That all happened as a matter of chance. I find that it actually requires a lot more faith to believe that. And I need a lot more evidence to believe that that came from nothing than I do that there is an intelligent designer and creator that purposely created and designed all of those things that is to me a lot more rational and if then if that's true then of course the rest follows that how do we know this god how do we get to this god what is right and wrong if there's a creator of it what is our purpose what is our calling if there's a creator and a giver of life and a giver of purpose and of course i believe that the only way to that god is through christ and that he uh, reconciles us to that God and gives us our purpose and gives us our satisfaction. And so I don't know if you'll ever, if you'll ever land there and if that's ever where where your mind will go. Um, regardless, I appreciate what you do and how you set an example for Christians and non-Christians alike.
1: Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, sometimes I hear from Christians that they, um, I think overwhelmingly, people have the same attitude that you do that you're happy that i'm I'm in this fight. But I've heard from some people that they don't want to work with people like me, um people with my beliefs and people with my identities um, and lack of faith. And to me, that always just seems so um so counterproductive to me because I think that that this issue really matters, and I think that we need everyone on board. But I'll say if you are a Christian who doesn't want an atheist or someone who affirms LGBT people um, to, to be um, sort of the face of the pro-life movement, uh, which I certainly am not, but um, I'm getting a little bit of attention for this right now, then go out and do more than me. Go and take all of the attention you possibly can Agreed. away from me because you are just doing so, so much for the unborn that no one cares what you know the, yeah. the atheist liberals are doing anymore. Um, And I think that's, that's my message. Like if you, I I, I think that I've heard Christians say, like, I'm embarrassed that I'm not doing more if, you know, an atheist cares more about this than me. Um, And I don't think that everyone caring needs to look exactly the same. But I think that most people can do more for the unborn in this country.
0: Yes. No, honestly, I think that is absolutely true. If you're going to criticize someone who is in the fight because they don't align with your beliefs, then maybe you should be the one out there putting your body on the line. Maybe you should be the one who is making headlines for that. Um, and I I would agree that if Christ if an atheist is doing more than Christians, the Christians who are told that we should be giving everything to love our neighbor, then I would say that is a problem. So that's why I say you are setting an example for Christians and non-Christians alike. I appreciate that for every life that you saved, whether you go to prison or not, I am praising God for. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Can you tell everyone, again, how they can help you and also how they can find out more about Rehumanize International?
1: Yeah, you can find out more about Rehumanize International on our website, rehumanizeintl.org. We're also on every social media at RehumanizeINTL. Um, to find me, you can just find me on Twitter at Herb Garrity. Um, I also have a Gibson Go link for my uh, my legal defense. It's just givesendgo.com slash Herb. If you are interested in giving to that, that would be extremely appreciated. But any support... Um, I I will take.
0: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Make sure that you support Herb however you can. And like I said, I'm going to be praying for him. And I hope you will be... All right, one more thing, a couple more things, maybe before we go. Make sure that you check out our new stickers. We've got our Rip Row sticker. Of course, that doesn't mean that we actually want Row to rest in peace. It's just a saying. R.I.P. Row, because it's gone and we're happy about that. Bye. And then you can get our vote sticker. It's only five bucks. Make sure that you go ahead and order it today so it gets in before election day and then you can give it to all your friends and you can make sure that they are voting. This is a lot cuter than the little voting sticker that you get at your voting location. So make sure that you get that. We've got all these stickers on our online store. Also, if you love this podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. That would mean so much to us. And make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Also, we still have our parody DNC video out there that um, I know that you guys will enjoy just in time for the midterms. Now, last announcement election night, you guys know, is next Tuesday. The stakes are super high. I know we say that every election, but that's because it's true. Stakes are really high. I think that we are going to have a lot of surprises and I'm like super excited about it. And so The Blaze is going to be covering election night all night next Tuesday. I'm going to be here offering my commentary. Go to TheBlaze.com slash election guide to receive a free copy of Blaze Media's ultimate guide to the midterms delivered straight to your inbox you can watch it at blaze like i said i will be there offering my takes on everything all night and then you can go to the blaze.com slash election guide to get your free copy of blaze media's ultimate guide to the midterms delivered straight to your m- inbox share the link with your friends so they can have a guide and be informed as well all right that's all we've got for today we'll be back here tomorrow